Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Scarlett Russell, Entertainment Editor at the Sunday Times Style, and this is Secrets of the Side Hustle, your go-to podcast to find out what it really takes to turn your passion into your career. Each episode, we've heard from inspiring female founders who've given us the lowdown on how they turn their side hustle into a thriving business. From a famous baker who went from a career in graphic design, to the co-founder of Made, who's taken on a new hustle in sex tech, We even heard from the founder of the fashion rental app that's taking the UK by storm. We've had an eclectic range of women feature on this series of Secrets of the Side Hustle, but they all had one thing in common, a drive to create something they are passionate about. But how did they do it? In this special episode, I'll be taking you through the best advice shared from our guests, tackling some of the biggest questions that all aspiring entrepreneurs want the answers for. Each female founder we heard from on the series all shared the same desire to be working on something more, whether it be purpose-driven or problem-solving, like Vanessa Villelli, founder of We Are The City, the network supporting professional women, who, whilst working in banking, struggled to find support tailored to her needs. Or Venetia Archer, founder of the beauty concierge app Ruby, who, in between working long hours as a geopolitical risk analyst, was yearning for a more accessible way to access beauty treatments. But the first step that they all took was finding that inspiration and gap in the market. Nicola Elliott was working as an editor for a women's magazine before she founded the luxury wellbeing brand Neom. And while she had her sights set on the natural products movement, the idea for Neom came in what Nicola recalls as a collection of little nudges. Everyone always thinks, oh, there's this one light bulb moment, but there really wasn't. And I think that's crazy, really. I mean, if you make a snap decision based on one thing, it was so many different elements. You know, the confidence from my family, the belief in what I could do and sell to women, the spotting of the natural movement in beauty. My sister worked for Friends of the Earth and she used to be a total staunch greenie and I used to think, gosh, what she says makes sense, but that needs totally glamorising because no one's going to buy into Mm. natural beauty, home fragrance, anything, whilst it smells like crap and comes in a brown paper bag, especially working at a magazine and seeing what beautiful alternatives were available so there was all of these elements and so I don't think there was ever one 
light bulb moment for me and I think that's always a bit of a misconception and I think when you're talking to women who want to start a side hustle I feel that they shouldn't be waiting for that one thing because it won't necessarily come and smack you around the head like a bolt of lightning and if you're waiting for that then you may miss your opportunity so it didn't happen for me and I don't think it always happens although I know everyone loves that part of the story for a lot of people, I think it comes in a collection of little nudges. Passion is the driving force behind all our female founders' businesses on this podcast. It's what gets them out of bed in the morning, keeps them motivated on those 5am calls and inspires their employees to enjoy collaborating on the company's growth. But passion only gets you so far. So reaching out to developers, stockists, manufacturers and coders for help was, for most of them, the stepping stone they needed to take their business to the next level. Sasha Elise, founder of the natural baby skin and hair care products Nala's Baby, shared her advice on why establishing these strong connections early on in her business development was crucial for her side hustle. Well, luckily for us, and this is where we actually got really lucky. So when we started Nala's, we had no idea how we were going to bottle these products and make them in big quantities. We don't want to just find a manufacturer in China and ask them to do with it because we don't actually know what's going on. We didn't want to establish that kind of relationship. So Cass had previously worked with a lady who had worked with uh, manufacturers and had a relationship with retailers and stuff and I reminded him about her and I was just like she could help us with this so we reached out to Shaz and we told her everything that we'd planned so far and our ideas and she was just like yes this is this is amazing like this doesn't exist and because she had the relationship with manufacturers and stuff that was kind of our introduction to them so we were lucky in in that sense that we knew someone that already had a relationship with manufacturers but I would say for someone that doesn't have that relationship already for uh, manufacturers just to google and if you want to have your products made in England manufacturers beauty product manufacturers in England and you'll find loads and it's just about meeting them and making sure that what you want for your brand they can provide but we didn't we didn't even think of that at the time we didn't think google da, 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 da. That is the way that I would advise anyone to go by if you don't have that relationship already. Sometimes creating these key relationships with established stakeholders in business can be just down to sheer luck and confidence. Sharon Shooter, founder of Oma Beauty, shared her experience of how she got her products stocked by the renowned American beauty retailer Ulta Beauty. I went to an event where nobody would talk to me because beauty is very incestuous and everybody's been there for 20, 25 years. They talk to each other, but they don't talk to you. So I was sitting on the edge. Everything in me said, leave, just go, go back to your hotel room, whatever. And I was like, I'm not going nowhere. I paid to be here. I'm going to go sit on the table, get myself a fat glass of wine and drink my damn wine. And that was exactly what I planned to do. And I got to this table, random table, sat there, poured my wine, drinking it. People are talking to themselves. Then the guy next to me starts talking to me. I was like, oh, fine somebody decides that I actually exist chat with him and he's like well what do you do so I'm talking to him about this concept I'm also just complaining about just the state of the world and the industry and the lack of inclusivity and these other people across the table just kept leaning in listening and started asking me a lot of questions 
And I was like, wow, you're really nosy, but I, you're lucky. I'm chatty. I don't have anywhere to be. So I'm just being my authentic self. And this guy said to me, so what are you going to do about it? I was like, oh, I'm launching a beauty brand. It's going to change the world. And so he started probing really deep. Why is yours going to be different to anybody's? Why do you think you can succeed when everybody has failed who tried to do it? And I kept going and going. And he says, do you have any retailers? I was like, no, I would love to. He was like, have you ever considered Alter Beauty? Now, turns out that person was David Kimball, who's the current CEO of Alter Beauty who was sitting right next to me. At the time, he was the chief merchandise officer. He was sitting right next to his two vice presidents of, one was vice president of mass. The other one was vice president of prestige. So came out of that. And then for the next three days of those conference, they were amazing. They took me everywhere. I turned up to Bolingbroke. They invited me to come present to a team of like, I think there was like 15 people in that room. Within two weeks, I had a contract in my inbox and it was exclusive loan, 203 stores. So everything happened by accident. You know that phrase, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail? Well, our guests on this series of Secrets of the Side Hustle certainly did. It's all in the preparation, which is why many of the female founders we heard from set up test rounds before taking their product to market. Founder of fashion rental app By Rotation, Ashita Cabra-Davis did just this and shared when she knew it was the right moment to take that leap of faith and leave her full-time job as an investment analyst. We had a test platform, uh, which was a white label sort of um, marketplace uh, subscription thing that anyone can sign up for. It's called Share Tribe, by the way. Really great way, I think, to you know figure out your product market fit. Two hundred US dollars a month. You know, great way, I think, to decide if it's something that you want to invest and get like an entire CTO and development team for it. The focus was really on creating this test platform in the background while I was going out meeting all these people in the fashion and sustainable fashion and even the investment circles to figure out if someone would like to back this early stage. To be honest with you, I was very, very hesitant to quit. And it was actually my my husband who was very, he was encouraging me and he was saying, this is the right time. There's clearly a lot of momentum. This isn't just a trend or a fad. It's actually a movement. Everyone's talking about sustainable fashion. People are talking about fashion rental. It's finally coming to this continent. This is your time if this is what you want to do. It was definitely him because I remember even when I handed in my resignation, my manager actually asked me to reconsider and told me to take the weekend because I resigned on a Friday to really reflect. And if I wanted, I could come back on Monday and pretend it never happened. Oh, wow. But I just said that it was something I had to do. And it wasn't because I was leaving for a competing firm, but it was just something that, you know, I've always known that I would end up doing something entrepreneurial with my life. And and I just thought this was it. You know, this is something that I feel passionate about in a personal and professional level. And there's actually huge momentum when you look at the market dynamics as well for people rethinking the linear fashion consumption model. My last day of work was when the app, so the final product actually launched because otherwise we had a test platform, which we had for the first six months. And that was just to you know show product market fit and show that transactions can happen even on a very basic skeleton. It was like a test run for you to practice on. You weren't actually relying on people to sign up for it so you could test it all before launching the proper platform. Exactly, Mm -hmm. but once we started seeing traction happen, that's when in the background, while still working full time, I had already started investing in our tech capabilities. So I brought on our CTO who joined mm-hmm. us in June. I left in October. 
So he was already building the app in the background. And, you know, we we all had it scheduled that this was the date that I was going to, that was going to be my last day at work. This was the date that the Business of Fashion article about our launch was going to come out. And there was all of this stuff planned to a particular date, which would have been my last date working in finance. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Pitching your business that you've invested time, effort, and money into to investors can seem like a daunting task. But for a lot of founders, it can be the only way of getting their business off the ground. If you've listened to the episode featuring Sasha Elise, she recalls hearing her voice shaking on the microphone as she pitched Nala's baby and later being told by investors that she did a really great job despite her nerves. We learned from Venetia Archer that there are other ways of getting that initial sum of money to jetstart your business as her company Ruby was granted a £25,000 startup loan from Virgin Money. And Mariam Jamo, founder of Odja, reminded us how important it is to find investors that suit your business and learn from their advice. I've been given some advice that when you want to raise money, you need to talk about raising money all the time. Like say that you're raising investment all the time. No, it could be any conversation. Just be like, oh, this is my business. And oh, we're currently raising because you never really know what could come of it. When we were running our pilot, I just put out a quick LinkedIn post and I just said you know I've been quiet because I've been building this and we're currently raising our pre-seed round so if anybody wants to help or get involved then just message me and then this random person just messaged me who was a VC and he just said to me I really like what you're building should we have a chat and this was my first proper call I didn't know what to do so I just like yeah sure fine (laughs) we jumped on a video call because everything was video then and I told him what we were working on in the marketplace model and he said why don't you just own everything and I said well it doesn't make sense because there's all these complications and this is the cheapest way and then I thought on it for a long time and I realized that there were a lot of problems on the supply side for what we were building which means on the supply side of the marketplace and then decided that maybe owning the supply did really make sense so we made this change and I also got Forbes 30 under 30 I then went back to him and I said look we're thinking about making these changes but I'd love to speak to you know someone who you might know or if you know anyone who could help me along with this and he was like great so I'm going to give you a check and he he was going to invest just based on (laughs) me going back and kind of telling him what we had learned over the last couple of months what our progress had been and what we wanted to do next that was enough for him to say he was going to put a check in and now you know we speak like every few days we're very good friends I would say and that's simply because he just reached out because he liked what we were we were working on he said what he really liked about me was that I was super determined to build this thing but I was also willing to change my mind as I was going which means I was learning as I was going I wasn't stuck to like one thing I was stuck to solving the problem and that was one of the things that got us our first investor and he of course is a VC and he knows many other VCs and he knows many other angel investors and been integral in our journey so far. 
So, you're at the stage where your business model has been researched and tested. You have the funding you need, and now your product or service is available for all to buy or use. But how do you get the word out? Here is where good PR comes in. Something our founders know all about. Ashita Cabra-Davis is so savvy. She was featured in Forbes, Vogue and the Financial Times, all in By Rotation's first three years. Or maybe you'll take a leaf out of Charlotte Williams's book, founder of the 6-7 agency, and invest some money into influencer marketing to advertise your products. Not every new founder has big marketing or PR budgets, though, which is why I loved Abby Roden's advice. She's the founder of the wine brand Ami. One of the biggest things that I think is so helpful is if you, someone else asked me this the other day, like if they don't, if they want to start something, but they don't have budget to kind of pay for marketers or a team, it's collaboration. I think finding people, maybe you're good at something that someone else isn't good at and finding someone else who needs your skill. And then you can kind of collaborate and exchange for that person to help you. So maybe you're really good at copywriting and someone else is really good at photography, you could almost like get them to do a shoot for the brand you want to do. And then you could write copy if they wanted your help on any, you know what I mean? Like finding people who you can really collaborate with and work with is a great, great thing. And I think don't, don't be afraid to ask people for help either. There's also this online website called Creative Live, which is an amazing platform where you can go on and take courses basically in anything you want to learn. So definitely, definitely recommend that as well. Just learning, so many people learn so much themselves too. Having a good team around you to help scale your business is crucial for development in any side hustle. Chloe McIntosh, founder of the sex and wellness app Karma, was the first to tell us that as a CEO of a company, you sometimes spend more time with your colleagues than you do with your family. Lily Jones, founder of the baking brand Lily Vanilli, shared her learnings for hiring the right people and the responsibility that comes with having a team of people that work for you. I'm in a place right now I'm not that frustrated with anything. I have been in the past. I've definitely found like hiring and, you know, I wasn't a natural businesswoman Mm -hmm. and struggled against that. And then, you know, had lots of learning curves with having staff and, you know, especially the kind of people that we would attract, you know, like sort of very young people who baked at home and definitely had like times where I found that really, really stressful and was always worried about it. As soon as you have any team, you have this kind of obligation to the business and to the thing that you love doing, that you have the luxury of doing. You have to make sure that you've done your costings and you're promoting it as much as you can and, and you're keeping your spending within reason. So, you know, these are very basic things. But I think the biggest thing that I learned was just that you can't ignore that. It's completely necessary and that you should always put those hours in in order to do the thing that you love doing. There's a lot of expectation as a founder to be on top of everything. As Mariam Jamo put it, you're steering the ship. So if you're not focused, then who knows where the ship is going? Time management for work and time for yourself for headspace is crucial. Mariam sets one day a week where she blocks her diary to work alone and tick off projects quicker. Or sometimes she uses that space for some R&R. These small adaptations to her schedule keep her from being overwhelmed and burning out. Much like the story Chloe McIntosh shared with us when things became too overwhelming for her when she was in her previous role as co-founder of the furniture company Made. 
So I think partially it was the stress of building a business and it's taxing. And sh we should not underestimate how taxing it is. I also had quite young boys when I started MADE and they were three and five. I had to travel to um, far countries very, very regularly. So you have your own pressure. You have your family environment, you have the pressure of the business, you have the pressure of the investors, mm. you have the pressure of your team, and then you have the pressure of all these customers who expect your product to be delivered and your service to be what they want. And so overall, it's just a lot to, to carry. You know, I would say it's an equation that just ends up being a lot to manage for people who have never had training in management. You know, I, I didn't have a practice, a self-care practice at the time. I didn't even know what self-care was. I didn't understand how to regulate my life the way I do now. You know, now I'm bulletproof. <laughs> what? How, really? Totally yeah. bulletproof. Okay, so how did you get to be bulletproof? What's your secret? The balance. Me, how I feel is more important than anyone else in the sense that unless I'm stable there, I can't do my work. I can't look after my children. I can't be a good partner. I need to look after myself. I need to, if something isn't quite right, if I feel stress, I need to stop. And I need to do something that's going to help me regulate my nervous system, put myself back into a good place so that I can continue to absorb potentially more stress, potentially just more workload. There's no sugarcoating it. Having a side hustle is hard work. It takes passion, tenacity and determination. But you know from listening to all our female founders on this series that the results are so rewarding. And I've learned a lot from the guests I've spoken to. The three bits of advice that really stuck with me are, number one, passion. All our guests were so committed to their idea and you really have to have that genuine passion to see your side hustle through. Number two, delegating. It's so easy with your side hustle to want to control everything. After all, it's your baby. But it's so important to recognise that there are some things that you might just not be that good at. Delegating to others who could do it better will really help you improve your side hustle. Number three, resilience. Taking on a side hustle, especially if you're going to quit your full-time job, is no mean feat. You have to be prepared for setbacks, for knocks, and you have to learn to bounce back stronger than ever. I'd urge you to listen back to all the inspiring stories that have been shared on this podcast, if you haven't yet. But for now, I'll leave you with my personal favourite quote as a parting gift, something I like to remind myself of at work, at home, wherever. It is from the legend Joan Rivers. Life goes by fast. Enjoy it. Calm down. It's all funny. It might not be the most profound quote in the world, but you know what? It nails it. Thank you for listening. I'm Scarlett Russell and this has been Secrets of the Side Hustle. The series producer is Anya Pierce. You can listen back to all our previous episodes on the free Times Radio app or download them from wherever else you get your podcasts.